Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. So, Angelique, you ever have one of those days where you feel like you're being tested? But today was one. Yeah. And, here, and here's the thing. Like if I go back to Job, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about that time where Lucifer's up there and he's looking down and he's like, that guy's not going to be that good. He's going to turn on you. Sometimes I feel like, is that what's happening? Like, am I being tested by Lucifer to see if I'm going to turn? Like, am I facing that kind of trial in my life? And, and, and that's why I love the Bible because those stories are so rich and they are so timeless. Yeah. And, and you look on them in times when you're like, I don't know if I'm this strong what's going on? And then you think, well, if Job did it, I can do it. Job had the what? The patience, right? Yeah, he did. And, and he was constantly tested. Now, nobody wants to invite that, but man, sometimes I feel like this life is a test. Well, it is. I mean, I think, I think that I have, I have grown the patience of Job in my life. And, um, but if you look at all the Bible stories, honestly, there are going to be moments in your life where you can pretty much relate it to a segment or a season um, back to the Bible. You know, there's Esther moments and there's Paul moments and Peter moments and Job moments. But today, when we talk about Job, I want you to think about where David's heading right now. Well, let me, let me go back a little bit because that's a heavy analogy to start the show. Let, let's talk about something a little bit lighter. So let's okay. talk about like a soap pup. Because that's the other thing I was thinking about. You, you know the soap pump where you ever go and you, and you go to pump it, and there's nothing there. Like it's done. And so what do you do? You hit it like two or three times. You're like, come on, just a little bit of soap. There's got to be at least a clump. Yeah. There's like, come on, 10 times. I got to get a little bit of soap to make a little bit of lather. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes maybe what we feel like. And then what do you do when you don't get nothing out of the pump? What's the next move? Water. Let no, me just unscrew water. this. I'll put some water in it. I'll make something happen here, and I'll just keep pumping. Versus man, when you get that fresh pump and you get that first soap and you're like, man, that's good. That's good yeah. stuff. Yep. So that's maybe a better analogy to feel. Are you sitting there today and you're like, just, I'm just hitting this, I'm just hitting this pump trying to get just a little bit of soap. That out. reminds me of the pinwheel of death Yeah. on a computer. Like when you get the pinwheel of death and for whatever reason, that is like the first clue to start hitting the button faster or banging on the keys or swishing your mouse around or maybe like closing the laptop down and reopening it, getting frustrated. Well, that's me with the pinwheel of death. It's funny because I asked our rise call the other day. I said, if we get on this call, I can come on here every day and talk about fear. I can come on here every day and talk about pain and tragedy. And we'd all get together and tell our stories and we'd all feel great. People would cry, but it's so much harder to talk about optimism. It's so much harder to talk about victory 
and seeing victory, even in the tough times like right now. But we're going to do that. And, and we're going to talk about something today that is a subject that Angelique brought up. And when she first told me about it, I said, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel. Like I got to ride a, a thin line on this one. Oh, so yeah. tell me what you said, and then we'll dive into it. Well, it's what I said after what someone else said, and that someone else was um, Justin Prince, who was just a guest on our show maybe a month ago. Um, we were in a conversation, and he was telling a story about a mentor that he had for years, still has, I believe, and um, it was in a prior company that he was with, and he was extremely loyal. You know, he was young, vibrant, very successful, and um, he was just, you know, just ride or die for the company. And his mentor said, wow, you're really loyal. You're a really loyal guy, aren't you? And Justin kind of puffed up his chest and he was like, yeah, yes, I am. You know, like proudly. Cause he's like, now I thought what was going to come next was a compliment. And instead my mentor said, your loyalty is misplaced. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. That hit me. That hit me so hard because I think it hit me because I've felt it and I resonated with it. And also because I've said so many times in my life where I've had to kind of reevaluate and course correct and go, where is my loyalty right now? Like, is my loyalty to this thing, this concept, this idea, this company, uh, this situation, this hope, or is my loyalty to God and the people? And that was what Justin was talking about. It's like, his mentor said, your loyalty needs to be to people. And that's where I say, okay, that's, that's true. You know, like my loyalty is to God, but my loyalty is to people. And whether people choose to go where David and I go or do anything that we, we, we create or want to create a community with, that's on them. That's their decision to be made around loyalty. But man, yeah. loyalty being misplaced is what I believe often is mistaken for being stuck. I think we oftentimes call that stuck. And I'm like, hmm, maybe it's not that you're stuck. It's just stuck is the consequence of your loyalty being misplaced. Mm. So that's why it's hard for me when I said this, because if you would just talk to me about loyalty and say, what do you feel about that word? I automatically would say, got to have it. For sure. Like, no question in my mind. But then when you said, okay, let's talk about misplaced loyalty, I'm like, hmm, okay, now we got a show. So if we look at the definition of loyalty in the dictionary, it says a strong feeling of support or allegiance. And it's funny because it's (laughs) under the the little quotes where it says, use it in a sentence. Fights with the in-laws are distressing because they can cause divided loyalties. (laughs) As if this time of year, right? Fights with the in-laws or the family. Um, I'm going to give you a couple examples. We're here in our room and behind us we have – Led Zeppelin, folks. Led Zeppelin. We have, we have Jimmy Plant. Um, I mean, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and 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 um, John Paul Jones, and uh, it's just the whole band. John Bonham. When when you get the whole band, and I, when I talk about Led Zeppelin, I always think because I think about what if, and Angelique starts laughing because she's like, "Are you really going to go into Led Zeppelin?" But these guys were loyal to one another. Hey, when. Unfortunately, you know, John Bonham is behind us in that picture. When he passed, they didn't keep going. And they're like, this is, this is the band, and without him, it's no more band. So they could have very easily replaced him. They could have got somebody else. I mean, he's the drummer, but they were so loyal, and they feel like that was so special they didn't. So that's a case of loyalty. We're like, wow, yeah. 
I'm going to respect that. It adds to the legend of Led Zeppelin. I do respect that. That's, that's, I think that's a different story. You, t- you take another one. And when I was a personal trainer, we worked at the gym and it was a 60-40 split. Personal trainer got 60%. Gym got 40. We're like, I like that. Making a great living. Everybody's happy. New management. We have a meeting. All the trainers come in. We're like, all right. And they're like, hey, got a few changes. I think you guys are going to like them. And let's just, you know, get that out now. And the manager goes like this. He goes, okay, the first thing is we're just going to reverse that. Now it's a 60-40 split management's way. Which is ridiculous. And But wait a minute. I mean, I looked around and I was like, we all looked at each other like, I thought he said 60-40 management side. And he's like, yeah, he did say that. Well, who the hell is going to go for that? Nobody. So guess how long it took me to take my loyalty to that gym somewhere else? 24 hours. Within 24 hours, I was at a new gym. Because look, you, like Angelique said in, in that opening, you got to look out for yourself. Like misplaced loyalty only goes so far. And so as a sports writer, I saw it all around too. Because if you're a sports fan, especially back in the 70s, right? Hey, that's my guy. Nobody wanted to see Joe Montana in a Chiefs jersey. That was tough. Um, Nobody wanted to see Dan Marino in another jersey, and thank God he didn't. But what just happened? The unthinkable happened last year. If you would have told me this time in 2019 that Tom Brady was going to be in another color jersey other than a Patriot jersey, I would have said no. As a matter of fact, I would have bet a large amount of money that he wouldn't. But that's what happened. So if you talk to some New England fans, they might say, well, that's Tom's fault. You know, who knows? But the fact of the matter is the franchise wasn't loyal to him, and they let him go. At what cost? And now he's having a stellar year. So when we talk about loyalty now, put it into your lives, guys. Where We're going to have to talk about, first of all, in your job, because I think that's where most people think of it, but what about in our relationship? How many people have you seen that were dating and one person messed up? And they weren't loyal. And the other person says, well, I'm out. That's a, that's a deal breaker. Because loyalty and trust in a relationship, in a marriage, to me, that's everything. you got to start there. Misplaced loyalty leads to heartbreak. How many people has that happened to? How many people out there right now have had your heart broken? You were loyal to somebody. You, when, they, when they say giving your heart, I gave my heart to somebody. That's a big thing. And, and sometimes people don't respect that. And therefore, that misplaced loyalty goes in a different direction. And all of a sudden, you're like, I don't know if I can trust again. So we see it there. But what about the business? I'll tell you this part. I'm going to read to you a little bit from the book because when Angelique first told me about this, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But then I said, wait a minute. I wrote several pages about this in the book and let me find it. So in the turned on book, it says, the turned on business means not being afraid to reinvent yourself. This is just the way of the world. The old way 
of being loyal to a company and a company being loyal to you, thinking that if you sign with a company or you get hired by somebody that's going to get you from age 25 to 65, brother, sister, that's dead. For better or worse, like it or not. My dad was with a company for 40 years. I mean, that was it. Right now, that's not happening anymore. The new way is reinvention. It's just the speed of the world. Things are changing so fast. So you're going to have to be open and turned on and changing with that world quickly because that's the way the world's going. What does that mean? Learning new skills, reading new books, making new contacts, taking new classes means taking chances. One of the main concepts of the book, Ange, you know, we talk about cruise control. We talk about going on autopilot. If we go on autopilot in our career and we fall asleep at the wheel, guess what? We lose. If we trust in a company too much, you have to ask yourself this. Would the reverse be? If Tom Brady says, I put all my trust and I'm a patriot for life, and then the patriots go and they say, hey, Tom, we're not going to pay you. Bye-bye. We're going in a new direction. We're going with a younger guy. Misguided trust. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, would the company do this for me? And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow because, you know, I like to be loyal. And sometimes you get so involved in a company, then you turn around and go, well, wait a minute, they wouldn't do that for me. And no, They'd there, leave me in a heartbeat. And there, you know what, listen, there are, there are definitely professional relationships that, that go the distance like that. There, there are certainly exceptions to the rule, but I think these are indicators. So the reason why we want to do this is because when that struck me, it helped me see things from a different perspective because we often allow ourselves, like I said earlier, to get stuck in something or stay somewhere or linger longer where we should have been passing through because our loyalty is misplaced. Wait, go back. Cause I, I we can never do that enough to linger longer. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we've said it, we've mentioned it. It's one of those things that when it hit our ears, we're like, it makes sense. So just really quick, go back to Pastor Nancy Dufresne saying that. What does it mean? Re- like in the Bible or like well, how the, she used it, the Bible, what it be? Well, so it's, the Israelites, it's Joshua, yes. right? In mm-hmm. the desert. And they were supposed, they weren't supposed to be wandering for that long. They were supposed to be going into the what? The land of milk and honey. But what prevented them? Fear. Mm-hmm. And they ended up lingering where they should have been passing through. And she said, sometimes in life, we ended up lingering in a place where we're supposed to be passing through. Where favor would have been. Where favor would have been. And sometimes that's in a, a job or position. Hey, you know what? You're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be passing through. That's where I think about all of my my situations in life where I've personally had to to pivot or change direction. And I remember the feeling of what I was experiencing at the time, whether it was, you know, um, fear around uh, what was next because I was afraid of the next venture. I was almost afraid of the success, afraid of the what ifs. And then there was opportunities where like, even when I had uh, the when I was a professional martial artist, when I had the schools, I mean, I had 400 different families that were bought into the idea of me being there forever, you know, as the instructor and my body was beat up, my knees were destroyed. I was, you know, in my, 
mid to late 20s, I had no man in my life because my whole life was dedicated to 12, 14 hour days taking care of other families and other children. And I was like, where's my future in this? But if I stayed for the the loyalty of the contract or the idea of this profession and doing it for the rest of my life, then I would have never gone on to meet David. I would have never gone on to have success in areas that I had no business in, like the corporate world. I would have never gone on to have children and become an entrepreneur where there was a whole separate pivot, all because I realized that my loyalty was misplaced. And we can look at things from indicators like this. Like say, for instance, imagine, imagine, let's just talk about business for a second. Imagine the business is like a teeter-totter or a seesaw. And on one end of that seesaw, it's you know, joyful, recognition, smiles, hugs, community, culture, um, all the feel-good stuff, right? And then on the other side of it is your money, okay? So let's just say, okay, guys, you're going to get paid the same, but we're taking all of the feel-good stuff away. You're going to feel unaligned. You're going to have no community. You're going to feel like your relationships aren't here, you know, and it's going to suck every day when you go to work. Well, if that was a nine to five, you would look for another job because you're like, who, who cares at that point? Like, yeah, it's putting food on the table, but you would still look for another way to pivot. Let's go to the other side of the equation. If you were um, getting all the hugs and all the recognition and all the love and the community and feeling the culture, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to keep all of that, but we're just not going to pay you anymore. <laughs> you're going to look for somewhere else to go. So the indicators are we have to find something that 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 does not lead to poverty okay and when i say poverty i don't just mean dollars and cents poverty is anything that puts you in debt in debt personally in debt relationally in debt professionally in debt emotionally spiritually financially if it leads to poverty if your loyalty leads to poverty it is misplaced. So it's really important that you look for these indicators. And sometimes it takes getting frustrated, tired, exhausted, uninspired, angry, pissed, you know, whatever it might be, to where you have to make the next move. But I'll tell you what, you're not going to inspire from a place where you're uninspired. You're not going to be able to bring joy where you're angry. You're not going to bring prosperity where you're feeling nothing but poverty. And you're certainly not going to be able to bring progress where you feel stuck. All because you're doing something for the name of loyalty. Yeah, so we never want to act, you know, just solely based on raw emotion is good, but I always like that 10 minute rule or 10 hour rule or 10 day rule, like sit back, make sure I've, I've had to get good at that because I was a reaction guy. Um, if we look at, again, going back to my sports career, when I was a sports writer, I started covering the bucks right when John Gruden got there. And those weren't John Gruden guys. Like they were loyal to Tony Dungy. If those, any of you guys 
Remember, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team was a Tony Dungy team, and he was loyal, and they let him go. And then you say, that was one of those cases where, man, we always want to see the nice guy win, and they don't come any better than Tony Dungy. And he got fired, and those were his people. He drafted all those guys, the nucleus of that team, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Allstott, Dunn, all those guys, right? They weren't John Gruden guys. But they were professionals, and every professional has a goal, or every, every athlete is to win the championship. These are guys that have money, and they just want the ring. So on January 28, 2003, you couldn't see any of that. They were all boys. They were all guys because, hey, that's what success does. We're human. Success makes us forget a lot of things. Success makes us forget about the people that aren't there. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of those guys on the team were thinking about Dungy that night, wishing he was there. But, man, that ring looked good. Winning a Super Bowl, that ticker tape, that, that confetti, that feels good. <laughs> Sad. And then Tony Dungy, nice guy, got his, but that's – what happens? We go to, to the Brady and nobody wants to see their people. Loyalty and everybody is, that's old school goes, where is the loyalty? Well, money rules sometimes. Where do we have that? Let's go back. Let's take a look at that. We see money. We saw it, what we're talking about in our relationships. What about our faith? I always get nervous talking about this. So I was born and raised Catholic, not just a little bit, <laughs> not just a little bit, Catholic, church every Sunday, CCD, First Communion, you know, the whole nine, served in the church, went to church all through college, got to be loyal to the Catholic church. My mom, dad, diehard Catholics. My aunt is a Catholic nun. Got to be loyal to the church. Was the church loyal to me? Hmm. Well, the church didn't do me any harm, but guess what? I felt like, again, I always say I, was, I wasn't church hurt. I was church disappointed. So when people ask, what, are, what am I now? I... I don't want to go back on my, my faith, especially if my mom would be devastated. But I'm not Catholic anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a Bible-reading Christian. I don't, I don't know. I mean, sometimes we think we have to categorize things, just like, just like a company. I don't want to bash another company, but that's not me anymore. Like, my loyalty, you can change. That's the thing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You can change. I get older. I can change. You know what? I was telling somebody the other day. My first concert was AHA, <laughs> the group AHA. Am I proud of that? No, my loyalty can change. Do I want to say, hey, I was a fan of AHA? I'm kind of making tongue in cheek. I wouldn't pair, compare AHA to the Catholic Church. But hey, you know what? There's a guy named Martin Luther, okay? There's a guy named Martin Luther who had similar feelings to me. He was a monk, and, and he wasn't as loyal as he thought. And he said, this needs to be reformed. I need to go and do something else. I find myself in a different calling, and he did it, and he changed the world. 
so we can change. But we have to use discernment, and we have to think of the things that matter most. In football, is it a ring? Is it money? Is it loyalty to your team? It would be great to say, just like Angie said, if that guy said, hey, you know what? You're going to get the same accolades. You're going to get the same uh, recognition, but we're just not going to pay you. So all these people would like to think, hey, you know what? Tom Brady will just be a New England quarterback for whatever price because he's loyal to the Patriots and he bleeds Bob Kraft colors, whatever that might be. But no, we can't always be that way. We have to, we have to use discernment and say what's most important. So for us, it's the family. If you look at your Grammy, Ange, how old's your Grammy? 97. Grammy is... As blue as it gets, she is a, she is a lifelong what? Democrat, right? Democrat, yeah. But let me ask you a question. Are her values, would you say she's a, a more conservative? Yes. So what changed? Did Grammy change? No. What changed? The party did. The party changed. In 1963, the face of the Democratic Party was John F. Kennedy. If you took John F. Kennedy today, he would be a diehard conservative. <laughs> so... I love Grammy, and she's smart as a whip at 97, but she is so loyal to that. God bless her. God bless her. The question is, what does loyalty mean? If, if, we, go, if we go back to the book, sometimes loyalty can cost you your life. If you go back to the Bible and you look at Esther, and, and Esther had to decide between her Jewish people and the king, or in the king, if she— when against the, the king, it could mean death. It could mean death. But Esther thought she was definitely more loyal to her Jewish people. And when Mordecai came to her and told her what was going on, she was willing to sacrifice her life. And she went back saying, I'll speak up. I will speak up, even if it means I'll perish. Literally, because in those days, if you spoke, spoke against the king out of turn, if you spoke up without being asked, you could die, even though she was the king's wife. She says, I'll perish. I understand. So what happens if we do that now in your company, in your house, with your marriage? I run a course called Speak Up. Sometimes to, loyalty doesn't mean being loyal to a fault. We have to speak up, right? Yes. Everything is on the, the, side, the other side of a hard conversation. Profit in anything. Success in anything. Overcome in anything. It's going to take hard conversations. It's going to take hard decisions. It's going to take hard times. It's going to take a hard look at circumstances and go, oh my gosh, like, well, you know, what is it that I need to reevaluate? I need to course quick. How do I do that? I will tell you this, and I'm not saying that I was, that I'm batting a thousand, but I will tell you this. Looking back at any time when I felt that misalignment, frustration, stuck, poverty, whatever it might be, in those moments, those were the indicators that I had to use to make a decision to change, to pivot, to move on. That's where I found favor. That's where I was able to stretch. That's where I was able to, it was like baptism by fire. That's what it's going to take in order for you to grow, in order for you to, to go to the, the milk land of milk and honey, where the promise is, where the favor is, where the growth is, where, where your next assignment might be. Unfortunately, we get stuck because 
our loyalty is to the wrong thing instead of the one the one thing yes. which is the one god the one holy spirit the one intuition that is telling you it is time to change it's time to pivot it's time to move to the next assignment that i have for you that's that's why when people talk about discernment it, it is a great yeah. gift and for those of you guys who don't have a Bible or you're maybe looking for more instruction, let's put it that way. Um, I came across, or you bought me, Ange, the John C. Maxwell Leadership Bible. So this is a plug for it. It's not a commercial, but it's a plug because it was the best gift I ever got. The John C. Maxwell Leadership Bible is a King James Bible. Okay. It is the new international version, I believe. But here's the thing. John C. Maxwell has notes in each chapter. He has um, previews and addendums and all this stuff that explain things for the business entrepreneur, for the individual. And going back to the Esther story, at the end of Esther in the John C. Maxwell Bible, he says this, that when we fail to take action as leaders and we fail to use our discernment and we fail to be loyal to God and we are more loyal to the paycheck or more loyal to the company or more loyal to accolades and the trivial stuff, we lose more than an opportunity. And, and he goes back and saying, Mordecai reminding Esther that if she sat back and did absolutely nothing, she would lose more than a chance to do the right thing. She could literally lose her life. So sometimes we feel safe. Again, cruise control. Hey, I'm with this. I'm on cruise control. I'm good. I don't want to upset the apple cart. Okay. Doing, doing something at the right time can seem risky. In the long run, though, he says, leaders need to incur a greater risk. Leaders incur a greater risk sometimes by not taking action. Right now, our country is in turmoil. People want to sit back and go, you know what? I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to go over here and say kumbaya. I'm going to wake up in a couple months and everything's going to be better. Or will it? If you're a leader, sometimes not taking action, not speaking up. There's a lot of influencers that just go back there and say, I don't want to upset the apple cart. So I'm just not going to say anything. My loyalty is to my paycheck. My loyalty is to my lifestyle. Well, again, I'll say it again. In the long run, you may incur a greater risk by not taking action. You may lose more than an opportunity. A serious business. Where are we loyal to? I know where I am. I know where I am. Which means no matter what we're doing, no matter where our business is, even even with turned on, like if God says it's time to close the doors and this is where you're going to take it, or this is the next frontier for you, we got to be obedient to that. You know? And and by the way, this is not because I confuse um, an idea or an excitement with God's voice. Like th this takes whatever it is that you're feeling that you relate to in this, this takes prayerful consideration. It takes time. It takes, it takes a bit of grunt work, you know, where you, you have to say, okay, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I wasn't putting my all in. Maybe I'm just uninspired and I need to give myself a kick in the pants and, and get to work. But what if, just let's just say for, for conversation's sake, what if, what if you've done all those things 
And in the process, it's led against, again, it's just led to poverty. It's led to debt in your mind, in your soul, in your bank account. That's where you really need to consider the source of your loyalty. So for me personally, I know, I know what that takes. I know uh, that we've been through it. We've walked through it. I know that we've walked others through it. Um, and that's part of our life work is, you know, is helping people. What's the word I'm looking for? Break unproductive patterns faster, recover quicker and move on to the next thing that has you down that hallway right now that needs you to keep going. Otherwise what happens is the lights get turned out. I mean, if you're feeling that and your loyalty is misplaced, the lights got turned off. You're in the wrong, it's just wrong. You're in the, you ended up in the wrong room. It took a, a left turn somewhere. Don't look left, don't look right. Keep your gaze straight ahead. You know what? I was just thinking as you were talking there, in both business, politics, personal relationships, you know what confuses people? Because this is a confusing topic. Because we want to say, I'm either this or that. I'm A or B. Here's where it gets confusing. Language. Mm. The language that people use. We, and that goes back to discernment. We can be led by something because the language is perfect, because it sounds good. Hey, if it sounds good, great. I can pick a thousand fancy adjectives. I could talk about ponies and rainbows and fancy adjectives and positive stuff. That's where we're messing up. We're not using our discernment and our loyalty is getting misguided because we're listening to the words and the adjectives and we're not doing five minutes worth of digging to say what's really going on. Remember, people are smart. People are smart. They'll craft the right things. They'll say the right things. They'll twist the truth. They'll shape something in a way that sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if you just sit there and take it at face value, go, sounds good to me. It's got to be good. Let's roll. You're misguiding yourself and your loyalty is going to be misguided. You can't polish a what? Turd. <laughs> Seriously, I see, it, I see it in the world. I'm like, why are people following this, this, and this? I go, because what it says? Yeah. Because how it's packaged? Because what they're telling you? Well, it's a, it's a blind trust. It's a blind trust. And so I that's, think it's a laziness that we've gotten into. I think it's, well, yeah. we're not doing due diligence. And yeah. people are just wrapping stuff up and saying, there it is. And then you're like, okay. That's good for me. Well, perfect example today. We we have a we grabbed a renter car for our our trip tomorrow, and the keys to this suburban aren't like our keys to our our Yukon, where it's automatic, where you just put your hand on the doorknob and the door unlocks, and then you get in the car and you press a button. It's like you got to manually take out the key fob press unlock, get in the car, and then get this. I was so confused today for a good 30 seconds because I couldn't figure out how to start the car. Oh, there's a regular key that goes in the ignition and you turn <laughs> it. And I was like, geez, how lazy have we become that we're so programmed to the conveniences? And that's exactly what this is too. Sometimes for the sake of convenience, we stay somewhere. For the sake of not wanting to reach into your purse and take the key fob out, 
click unlock, put your key in the ignition, turn it, and then throw it into drive. It takes more work. It takes more intention. It takes more presence. It takes more awareness. It takes more. And uh, sometimes not even a lot more, though. Just a little just bit. A little tiny flipping of a switch but we've become so conditioned yeah. to everything's got to be fast and i don't want to have to look it up i don't want to have to research it that's the problem and, and as pastor mark says and i put it in my in my book on page 216 fear of man man is a snare because we talk about fear so many times in our industry we talk about fear so many times in our world in the self-development world it's probably the most overused term in self-development because people prey on it and people are always fearful of something and if we could all get out of our fears we'd all be successful fear of man though is a snare and man could come in the form of government man could come in the form of the corporation the executive board man could come in the forms of many things when it comes to fear but loyalty to god will always prove to safeguard your heart and I'm guessing your bank account. Loyalty to those which do not follow biblical principles leads to poverty mm -hmm. and destruction. Mm -hmm. And with that, it leads to where the Bible, the Bible, um, the end of the Bible in Revelation. Now, this is, this is obviously a, a big stretch, but the mark is the mark of a man. So what I'm, what I'm saying here is that we have to be careful of a slippery slope where we just continue to agree with things because it's more convenient, because we're not willing to have resolve and step, uh, step towards and for what, what we stand for. Um, we're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of upsetting the apple cart, like you said. We're afraid of um, will we be able to provide for our family? Will I be able to find the next love interest? Will I, you know, will this, will this diet work or will it fail me? You know, like whatever it might, you could literally like insert the blank, like just put whatever you want in the blank. All of that is just because we have our loyalty misplaced and we're not thinking clearly as to who we are truly plugged into. And connected to. I mean, we are the the author of the supernatural is what you are plugged into. And as a result of that, when you're in line with him, you can't go wrong. You can't make a mistake. So when your loyalty is misplaced, you got plugged into the wrong thing. Somewhere along the way, you got a little unplugged, the switchboard went off. And you ended up plugging it into the wrong socket, and now your loyalty is in the wrong, your connection is hardwired in the wrong direction. So keep that in mind. If you're feeling this way in any area of your life, ask that. Take a personal audit. Just ask yourself that question: Is my loyalty displaced? Where is it? Where is it? Because the answer to that question might be the very thing you need to step into the favor that is waiting for you. May God continue to shower you with blessings and show you the right way, open the right doors. And my friends, the best gift of all is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the major gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of discernment. Get quiet, 
Get on your knees. Ask for that gift to be manifested. And watch where it takes you. We thank you for being loyal listeners to the Turned On Podcast. We'll see you next time.